Welcome to Malicious Mamas, a podcast dedicated to an all-female perspective on lore, legends, and the creatures of the insomnia-driven fears you have at 3 a.m. I am your host, Nikki Mandiola. When I stumbled upon the topic of this week's episode, I was immediately reminded of an old cartoon I used to watch as a kid. Hey Arnold had a great collection of scary episodes, which I believe helped to feed into my love of legends and the paranormal. Their episode, called The Headless Cabbie, was always one of my favorites. This week's episode has got a similar spin, although it's lacking a red scarf. This story has also surprised me this week by being incredibly cut and dry for the most part. The majority of the other tales I have researched so far have had so many different variations it's almost hard to keep up. Even though there are only one or two versions, there are a whole bunch of encounters I found. So, let's get down to the business. This week's topic is The Headless Nun. The legend transports us to what is now Eastern Canada's maritime provinces, which are Nova Scotia, New Brunswick, and Prince Edward Island. In 1756, French colonists called Acadians were forcefully expelled from Nova Scotia by British forces. Stripped of the land they called home, the Acadians made their way north toward the French colony of Quebec. Some 3,500 of their own stopped in northern New Brunswick on Bears Island and built their community from scratch once more. This area is where our legend takes form. Given the name Sister Marie in Canoe, the protagonist of the Headless Nun tale was the youngest girl born to a noble French family near Biosville la Guard, France. Uncertain of her true name, historians deem her Marie, which was a common religious name used by young women entering religious orders, and in canoe, which is Latin for unknown. Due to her noble birth, it was customary for the youngest daughter to become religieux, a person who takes monastic vows. These girls were trained as either a teacher or a nurse. It is surmised that Marie heard of the plight of the Acadians and was filled with the desire to assist in their sufferings that she requested to be assigned to the area as a missionary sister. Once she obtained passage to Quebec, Marie journeyed to New Brunswick. There, she met Charles de Champ de Beauchebert, a leader in the Acadian militia's resistance to the great deportation of the Acadians. In the midst of the expulsion, Beauchebert gathered the refugee French Acadians, and after Marie joined their cause, they moved to set up their community on Beaubert's Island. However, in 1758, an English expedition was sent to destroy this settlement as well. To protect their home, a fort was built harnessing the power of eight cannons along with several muskets. This area is what is now known as French Fort Cove. On top of the threat from the English, the Acadians suffered from a relentless disease, leprosy. Beauchebert tried to contain the disease by demanding that any infected not leave the island, but it is said that several afflicted sailors fled into the woods, refusing island imprisonment. During this time, with the fear of the looming English encroachment, widows and orphans from the community secretly gathered their valuables and placed them in metal chests. 
in hopes of a better future for their family, these chests were intended for burial after each item was carefully recorded. Sister Marie, along with two other widows, were tasked with this delicate chore. One night, by the light of the full moon, they buried the chests in French Fort Cove. Eventually, the other two widows died of scurvy, leaving Sister Marie with the only knowledge of the location. Another version exists where the nun was entrusted with a fund that was set up to assist the needs of the Acadian families. Marie decided that burying the money would ensure its safekeeping. Either way, Sister Marie was the only person with direct ties to a treasure buried on the island, which, unfortunately, made her a target. Returning to the fort after her daily routine, Marie was attacked by two sailors who had escaped the island. The men intended to collect the buried treasure, which would help to ensure their passage from the area. Although brutally beaten, Marie would not divulge the location of the chests. Enraged, one of the sailors drew his sword and partially cut off her head. In shock, the other sailor then demanded he finish the job. Once beheaded, the men picked up her head and, horrified, threw it into the water of the cove before running back into the woods. Another tale insists a group of deranged trappers jumped out of the woods while Marie was crossing the bridge nearby the fort. The men overtook Marie, severed her head, and ran into the forest with it. When her body was discovered the next morning by passing soldiers, an extensive search for her head was conducted, but failed. Marie's body was ready for burial and eventually transported back to her family in France, where she was laid to rest in a crypt at a local cathedral. Her spirit was never at rest, however, as Sister Marie has been seen by the bridge near French Fort Cove, desperately searching for her head and seeking help from those in her path. After much of the French influence vanished over time, rumors of a hidden treasure located in the cove arose once more. This leads us to a tale where a man set out to claim the treasure for his own. Sneaking into the cove one night, the man dug for the riches under the full moon. After much toil, his spade finally struck what appeared to be a metal chest. Suddenly, the man was startled by a white figure that seemed to whoosh by him, which sent him fleeing in terror. He returned the next day, only to find no trace of his spade or any upturned dirt, and was unable to locate the chest again. This next tale is through the perspective of a man named Pierre Perriot, who was staying at the nearby Royal Hotel in Newcastle. While walking along French Cove one evening, Pierre encountered what appeared to be a nun. The woman began to approach him and offered him money in exchange for his assistance in locating her head. Once he got a good look at the woman and saw what she was lacking above her neck, Pierre fled in terror. Returning to the hotel and in an attempt to shake off what he had just encountered, he readied for bed. That night, Sister Marie appeared to him again and Pierre immediately left for the city of St. John. Despite the distance, the apparition appeared to him once more, and Pierre decided to relocate to Buffalo, New York. 
Finally, the spirit was said to have returned to the cove, and Pierre was free from her grasp. This next encounter leaves behind a lasting mark. Walking along French Fort Cove, a man was approached by the nun apparition. She then reached out her hand and grazed the back of his head. Returning home, the man discovered that where her fingers touched his head, three patches of stark white hair was left behind. The man was so affected by the experience, he could not help but continually look over his shoulder. This motion developed into a twitch that eventually drove him insane. Today, French Fort Cove now stands as a nature park with a series of walking trails open to the public. Locals in the New Brunswick area have developed their own batch of superstitions based on this headless spirit. In fact, many report feelings of being watched or stalked along the bridge near the cove. Some claim that the nun apparition can be seen anytime, but that she is especially active around sunset and nightfall, especially nights with a full moon. Other tales state that Sister Marie does not require help in locating her head, as she carries it under one arm. What she does desire is to have the separate entity reunited with her entombed body. On that note, let's conclude this episode. If you have any suggestions on mamas you'd like me to cover or a spooky tale to share, please send an email to maliciousmamas at gmail.com. If you're looking for more mamas in your life, follow at maliciousmamas on both Instagram and Twitter. Also, if you could rate, comment, and subscribe to Malicious Mamas on your favorite podcast app, it would really help out, and I would greatly appreciate the feedback. Until next time, keep it real, mamas.